Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse, Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, all included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite content in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com, or download the app today. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 12 to 3 Eastern, 9 to noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and FS1. Find your local station for the Herd at FoxSportsRadio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Herd. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. As J-Mac well knows, I don't generally like sports movies, but I love sports books. Jeff Benedict, sitting alongside us now, is a New York Times bestselling author uh, of 16 books, TV and film producer, executive producer on the HBO documentary Tiger, who, who he wrote with uh, our friend Arben Katayan. He's got a new book out, LeBron. Um, I just finished it up. There's so um, much depth and reporting here. So let's start with this. Let's go back... Um, you really get a sense of now Tiger was combative when you tried to do the book. Brady was over the top willing to LeBron's takeaway on you writing a book. You know, when you go a, a mile deep on somebody, what's been the reaction? I'm certainly not antagonistic at all. I mean, none of these players at this level have any, they don't owe any journalist anything in terms right. of access or cooperation. And I didn't, I never go in expecting um, a player to participate um, for a biography of a living person. That's typically doesn't happen. Um, but LeBron didn't do anything to obstruct the process, to make it difficult. I mean, it was, from my perspective, it was a pleasure to research and write. 
So the Air movie just came out. Much of that is the story of Michael Jordan and the shoe deal. So LeBron signs a shoe deal early. His idol was Michael Jordan. Uh, the losers on that were Adidas and Reebok. So we, we, get a, we got a really behind-the-scenes look in the Air movie at, at the pitch by a converse to Michael Jordan's mother uh, and the losers in that. So let's go. What did LeBron do? He chooses Nike. The losers are Reebok and Adidas. What did he say to them? So here's the thing, Colin, that's so great. I love the Air movie, but what's so different in LeBron's case is Sonny Vaccaro did not have a relationship with Michael Jordan uh, before signing him. He built an incredible relationship with LeBron James and Gloria James that started way before LeBron decided to go with Nike. Um, I think the Sonny Vaccaro story with LeBron is it's an incredible epic American story about about how they met. I mean, basically, Sonny had guys that were almost like runners that were they were little scouts who were finding high school kids <laughs> right. because they're funneling them to what was then the, the greatest basketball camp in the country, Sonny's ABCD camp. Yeah. And when LeBron was a freshman, like that year after LeBron's freshman year, one of Sonny's guys you know, they meet at the final four and he brings a VHS tape, like a video cassette to show Sonny this kid that he's found in Akron named LeBron James. And so all the guys in the suite are standing around the TV watching this videotape, and Sonny comes in and, and sees these guys. He's like, what are you guys looking at? And they go, you know, one of the guys says, this kid, you know, LeBron James, he's going to be like the next Jason Kidd or whatever. And Sonny's like, yeah, right. You know, he comes over. He's squinting and looking at the guy, looking at LeBron, and finally he's like, he can't see anything. He looks like a peanut. And it's just because it was shot so poorly, you know? And they're like, you got to invite him to your camp. And Sonny's like, I can't invite him to my camp. He's a ninth grader. He's a freshman. Within two years, LeBron gets basically what amounts to a private audition in the Bay Area. He flies out there to play in front of Sonny because Sonny wouldn't go to Akron. Sonny comes into the gym. They met beforehand in like the hotel cafe. Yeah. It's a great meeting. When LeBron and Gloria meet Sonny and Pam Vaccaro, there's an instant connection. They get along right away, and then that day, he plays in front of Sonny. And partway through the game, Sonny just walks out of the gym, doesn't say anything. People are thinking, oh, no, this is a disaster. He gets in the cab, hails it to the airport, and partway there, his wife is asking him, like, why aren't you talking, saying anything? And Sonny says, I've... I've never seen a player like that. I mean, that's a huge statement from the guy who signed Michael Jordan and then signed Kobe Bryant to major sneaker deals. It sets up this great fight between the big three sneaker companies, which Nike ultimately wins. And I love it when Sonny, knowing he's going to lose, tells LeBron, get as much money as you can. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's great stuff. Let's go to LeBron's idol, Michael Jordan, the first time they meet. Where is it? So uh, LeBron, it's offseason. LeBron's just finished his sophomore year of high school. He's playing in an AAU tournament in Chicago. He's got yeah. Maverick Carter with him. Yeah. And one of Michael's guys, keep in mind, Michael's in retirement at this point. He's not in the NBA. Right. One of Michael's guys approaches Maverick and LeBron during the AAU tournament, like in between games, and invites them to basically take a ride and go to see Michael's private gym, Hoops, in Chicago. Yeah. They go. 
they see it. It's, you know, it's, it's cool to go in. They see the weights that Michael uses. And the guy says to them, you guys should come back later this summer. Stay at my place. LeBron can work out of the gym for a few days. They have to ask their moms to get permission to go, which is telling a little bit about the character of LeBron and Maverick. Yeah. What they were like is they're kids. Yeah. And their moms are in their lives. Sure. This is a big deal. Their moms give them permission. They go back. And later that summer, and they work out, and, and LeBron does. At one, that chapter is called A Different Floor, because at one point, LeBron is invited to get on the floor mm-hmm. with players in the NBA. Jerry Stackhouse, Antoine Walker. These guys are big, long. Men. They're men. And when LeBron gets on the floor, it looks smaller, even though dimensionally it's not. And he plays that. He can't stop anybody on defense, but he can score. And the players all see that this... A sophomore. A sophomore can score against them. And he's a good passer. At the end of that day, they all leave and go home. LeBron, being LeBron, stays behind, cleans up the gym with the guy. They're leaving to go home. The next day, LeBron has to be in high school for his first day of his junior year. As he and Maverick are leaving, Michael pulls up in the red sports car and gets out. And it's the moment. It's like... The kid meets the idol. The idol meets the future. And Michael invites him back inside. He doesn't give LeBron any advice, but he gives him his cell phone number. And to me, it's like, this is the moment where the future and the past. Michael doesn't give out his phone number. But he gives it to LeBron. And the next day, LeBron is his first day of his junior year of high school. Think about that. He goes to school with that number in his pocket. Why this is fascinating is because if you fast forward about five, six months, LeBron is going to meet Grant Wall from Sports Illustrated in the locker room at the high school. He doesn't know Grant Wall. Never seen him, never met him. Grant's not a big name yet at SI. He's got like 15 seconds to go up to LeBron, total stranger, and pitch him on cooperating with him on a feature story. He wants to profile him in the magazine. And I interviewed Grant about this. It's a wonderful story. He didn't know how to do it. And he finally just, he knew that LeBron and Maverick and another friend were going to Cleveland that night to watch Michael, who's now on the Wizards because he's come out of retirement, play the Cavaliers. He knows they have tickets and they're going. So he asks LeBron, would you let me drive you and your friends to the game? And LeBron's got to decide whether to get in the car with this stranger. That chapter's called Get in the Car. Mm -hmm. And he, without calling his mom, without calling the coach over, he has no adult that he turns to for advice. Within 30 seconds, he decides to trust Grant enough to get in his car. Mm -hmm. And they drive to Cleveland. And they get there, and that night, by now, six months after that initial meeting at Hoops Gym, Michael and LeBron have a relationship that's very different. It's more mature. Like when Michael comes up to LeBron after the game in the tunnel, he says to him, you know, where's your mom? How's she doing? He knows the family by now. The reason I think, and Grant Wall's jaw is just dropping. Like he's, this kid is a junior in high school right now and he's carrying on with Michael Jordan like he knows him because he does. And I think it's phenomenal because they're now going to call him the chosen one, the heir to Air Jordan yeah. in the magazine, it all started in a small private gym in Chicago. 
Um, there's been a couple of low points for LeBron. One, I think, is a little overstated, the decision, which they did give millions of dollars to a boys and girls club. But be that as it may, it was clumsy. Uh, by the way, that's the first chapter of his book, Jeff Benedict's book. It's a fascinating chapter. You get details you'll not get anywhere else. I mean, just just read chapter one and that's the hook. You'll be <laughs> you'll be hooked. You'll read the rest of the book. Uh, but I, what I want to go to is when LeBron left Cleveland. Uh, they're burning their, you know, their, their, their decision, they're burning jerseys. So he goes to uh, Miami. Dan Gilbert pens a really incendiary letter, which Dan Gilbert later regrets. It's all emotion. It's juvenile for a billionaire, but I want to get past Miami. LeBron is willing and capable of putting it all aside. Four years later, when Dan Gilbert comes a mea culpa to meet LeBron to get him back to Cleveland I always thought that was remarkable I don't know if I could have done a bygones be bygones I'm not a grudge holder but that go back and read that letter it's almost remarkable it went public Um, take me to that decision by LeBron to meet him and then choose to go back home so a couple things first of all that's um a screed that wasn't written with a pen. It was written with a blowtorch. I mean, he, he burned every bridge that LeBron had to Cleveland mm-hmm. when he wrote and said those things. And then to compound it, later that night, he actually then talked to a reporter from the Associated Press and went even further than what he said in his letter. So by the time LeBron lands in Miami at two or three in the morning, he knows everything that, that Gilbert has said about him. I interviewed a number of NBA executives who are still in the league today, so they didn't want to be named or quoted in the book. But what the consensus was, they were shocked, not so much that Gilbert felt the way he felt, but that he actually voiced it. I couldn't believe it. It, it, That was the stunning thing, because... LeBron still had so long to go in his career. Like, he's so he's 25 and at that point. And stayed in the East. Yes. He's going to have to go through LeBron. It, it was just remarkable. And then four years later, when LeBron decides to go back, by now, his inner circle, Maverick, Rich Paul, these guys are a lot more sophisticated and grown up than they were even just four years earlier. They've learned a lot. Rich Paul does an incredible job here that he doesn't really get any credit for, but he was a navigator in this situation. Um, And to LeBron's credit, everyone around him doesn't want him to go back to Cleveland. And they don't really understand why he's willing to go back. Maverick wasn't excited about it. And LeBron is, this is where I think you see the, the LeBron that's now a fully formed man. And I don't, I don't, I mean that in, in multiple ways. Yes, as a player, but also as an adult, as a businessman, as a person who's capable of looking at the long game and the long haul, yeah. which so few athletes yeah. really are able to do in the moment. Yeah. LeBron has always had a long-term view of his career and the decisions he makes. The investment decisions he made with Warren Buffett's guidance in the beginning were long picture decisions and he does it here and when he agrees to pen an essay with lee jenkins from sports illustrated that says who am i to hold a grudge that single sentence 
you almost don't need to read the rest of that essay, <laughs> even though it's a fantastic essay, well penned, well thought out. But that single sentence that LeBron put his name to is you just go, OK, the, the level of maturity that you're seeing here is just different. There isn't maturity like it in the NBA. Think about Pat Riley, who, who's finding out through a phone call that LeBron's not coming back. Riley's furious. I mean, he, this isn't good news. It's like we were going to win a lot more championships. They were primed to do it. They were built to do it. Riley would have spent even more money to get more role players. They could have just kept rolling. And it didn't make sense to to Riley or anybody else why LeBron was doing this. He obviously wasn't motivated in that moment to catch Michael. He was driven by something else. Because if he just wanted to catch Michael and get six rings, we'll just stay in Miami. That's right. That's the easy path. Yes. It's all there. You're, go you're talking about going back to Cleveland, a team that stinks. Yes. I'm not saying they were kind of good. They stunk. Yeah. This is not a good team. Yeah, Kyrie Irving was viewed as a bust. They, they, Couldn't stay healthy. Yeah, he's going back there. But here was the difference. Now that he's won in Miami, this is like Tom Brady in 2007. After he's won three Super Bowls, why does Randy Moss go to New England? He goes to play with Tom. And LeBron does know when he goes to Cleveland, there's guys like Kevin Love who would never go to Cleveland but he'd go to play with LeBron. He is a magnet for talent. He can get guys to go there, and he can take a guy like Kyrie Irving, and he can now be the statesman, the teacher, the guy with the young stars under right. his wing, and he does all those things. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Juan Gabriel. Juanquis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Extina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph! Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I've always found it remarkable that if you're in the public spotlight, you could be a politician, you could be a talk show host, you could be a basketball player, um, you're going to step in it. Uh, you know, LeBron, you know, I, I, I didn't take much of it. His comments on China, you know, for conservatives, that's just, you know, red meat. They're going to go after that. But by and large, uh, if you look at LeBron's childhood, uh, he has been it's it's really a remarkable American story that um, it's almost like uh, LeBron didn't have the cohesive family. So he is so loyal to it. Um, our our what is it about his personality that he doesn't seem um, there's no FOMO. There's no fear of missing out with him. It's I mean, it's, it's kind of unique, right? I think so. And when you know, when I was when I was crafting the early chapters of the narrative, not not later when he's in the NBA, but the. Right. My favorite part of the whole book is the origin story. It's the, it was writing the origin story because I kept trying to think of a comparison, a, fi- a sports figure. Who, who do I compare him to? And I couldn't come up with anybody. The, the person I thought of the most was actually Alexander Hamilton, you know, an orphan, an immigrant yeah. who comes to America and ends up being George Washington's right-hand man. Like, that is so sounds so fictional, so made up, so unbelievable. But that's how LeBron's origin story is. I'm not suggesting that being the greatest basketball player in the world is on par with being a founding father. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that if you look at the odds of LeBron James becoming one of the most respected, successful, known humans on earth, if you start where he started... That doesn't happen. And to maintain it with very few missteps, virtually impossible. Yeah, virtually impossible. And I, th- the worst thing that people say about him is the way, not that he went to Miami, but the way he announced That's it. That's right. But, you know, the benefit of time, if you step back from that, it's now yes. been 13 years. As a biographer, I look at that as actually... <laughs> there was a lot of smart things that happened there. This is where he crosses over and really becomes interesting to the whole world. Prior to that, he was a great basketball player that everyone who follows basketball was interested in. After that, the whole world was interested in this guy. Also, after that, people started taking sides. Yes. Pro or anti-LeBron. And I've said this before, uh, you know, we romanticize JFK or Reagan. How would they have dealt with social media? Everybody great is now polarizing. 
Yes. There is no non-polarizing stars. It doesn't exist anymore. No, it, but LeBron, LeBron made a decision, a conscious decision that Michael never made and Kobe didn't make, which is he decided to step into the political arena. Yeah. And to me, this is, again, as a biographer, a lot more interesting than basketball, is that for the first seven years of his career as a Cavalier, he was actually a lot like Michael in the sense that he did not step over the line right. into the political sphere. Basketball and shoes and fam. Yeah, yeah he, he stayed in the safe space. When yeah. he went to the Beijing Olympics and he was under tremendous scrutiny, Steven Spielberg and LeBron James were the two targets of the political activism campaigns to yeah. get them to speak out against China. Spielberg eventually stepped away. He was supposed to choreograph the opening ceremonies. The pressure got too much. He left. LeBron didn't leave, and then he got to Beijing, and he wouldn't speak out. Fast forward just a couple months. Barack Obama's running for president. It's the fall of 2008, and Jay-Z is doing three benefit concerts for Barack Obama, and the last one's in Cleveland. And LeBron decides to come. And he gets up on stage at the queue, a full house, and he tells everybody how important it is, uncles, aunts, moms, you got to vote. And he tells the arena who he's voting for, Barack Obama. And he also made a political contribution to his campaign. First time he'd ever done those things. And once Obama's in the White House for eight years, LeBron is visiting the White House, not just when they win championships. He builds a relationship with Barack Obama. He learns from him from modeling. And during those eight years, you see LeBron really grow fast in being able to deal with things like gun violence, racism, mm. he, he is taking steps that are so affirmative that by the time Donald Trump comes around in 2016, he is a completely different person, way more. He, he's just so smart about how to deal with things. So when Trump is caught on tape saying these incredibly hideous things about women and how he treats them and what he gets away with that things I can't even repeat on the air. Right. And that tape gets released right before his debate with Hillary Clinton. And Trump tries to dismiss it by saying, Oh, that's just locker room talk. Yeah. That was his quote, locker room talk. LeBron is now the most visible athlete in the world. And he comes right out and says to the press, I have a mother-in-law. I have a wife. I have a mother. I have a daughter. We don't talk that way in the locker room. He never mentions his name. That to me was one of the most powerful statements. And if you need any evidence that this guy had the potential to go into politics and be a leader, it was right then. Yeah. You just knew if Trump gets elected, there's going to be a collision. Yeah. And, and by the way, it, he made a personal pivot. You, nothing would have seemed less likely than LeBron being front and center of politics seven years earlier. No. So uh, great stuff. Jeff Benedict, New York Times bestselling author. The new book is LeBron covering his life, childhood in Akron to becoming the NBA's all time leading scorer. What a pleasure this has been. Thank you so much for stopping by. Thank you. It's and been great. continued success. He's got the Tiger Woods book with Armin Kintayan, uh, the dynasty inside story of Robert Kraft and Brady. Go to Amazon. The book is called LeBron. And um, J-Mac, I'm going to take a break and come back with the news. It's The Herd. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. 
Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it, Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar Arrington. TJ Hushmanzada and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Juan Gabriel. Juan Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Extina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royals. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph! Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. New movie out, Big George Foreman. In theaters this Thursday exclusively, get your tickets ready to PG-13. Big George Foreman uh, should be fun. Great story. Olympic champ, heavyweight champ, retired, came back, heavyweight champ again at 45. J-Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. 
This is the Herdline News. It started with Russell Westbrook, who has been tremendous for the paper clips in this series. Even yeah. though they're down 3-1, he's leading the team in points, assists, steals, and blocks. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Durant and Chris Paul uh, said really nice things about Russ after Game 4. People are going to always criticize when you're successful and you know, doing your thing for this long, you know. So probably gonna always find something um, that they don't like about you. But <clears throat> Russ has been resilient his whole life. He come to work, don't say much, just come hoop. So, you know, when he's retired, people are going to really tell the truth about how they feel about his game. Right now, it's a fun thing to do is to make a choke out of Russ. But he, he you know, the way he's been playing is since he got with the Clippers, showed everybody who he really is. I feel like the only people to do that, too, is the people who don't know basketball. Fact. You know what I'm saying? And don't know what it's like to compete. I know, for me, Russ is one of my closest friends. You know what I'm saying? And so people that do that and talk crazy probably wish they could be in that situation. Well, he's always been. He is productive. He can be situ- situationally alarming. Sometimes he doesn't play. You know, he plays He plays with his hair on fire. He plays one way. But the way he does play, I think, has always been highly appreciated by players because it's such a grind, and he brings 100% energy every night. You know, he, he's a very hot and cold. I mean, he's like a golfer. You can get, you know, an eight and then a, bo- uh, a bogey, a double bogey, and then, you know, an eagle. Like, hold to hold, you don't know what you're getting. Right. Game to game, half to half. But his energy is the best in the league. There are no off nights energy-wise in his entire career. And by the way, when you play 82 games, you play sick, you play hurt. Westbrook's energy is through the roof. Yeah. Listen. He can drive you crazy, though. Not all that energy is positive energy. That's right. Because a lot of it is negative doing silly stuff with the shots and the turnovers. Two things can be true about Russ. And I know the media, we're not allowed to really do this now. Russ tries as hard as anybody in the league. We would Easily. Agree. He is running around. Now, tries, though. He don't set screens. He doesn't yeah. move off the ball. Yeah. And he's not always a winning player. When he was in Washington, he did this. Yeah. He got him to the playoffs. They got dusted. Yeah. They're down 3-1 now to the Suns. They're being he, competitive. He's but. a productive player. But I, I would say with Westbrook, there's a way he has to play. He's not an overly layered player. It is high energy, beat you to the basket. It doesn't have a lot of nuance. You know, he's, he's kind of like, you hear this about quarterbacks sometime, is everything's a fastball. Like, that was one of the knocks on Hendon Hooker, I've heard this, about the kid from Tennessee. Everything's a fastball. Screen pass, seam, D, everything's a fastball. He doesn't play with a lot of layers. Whether that's true or not, that's what the scouts are saying. Westbrook doesn't have a lot of layers. It's kind of one way, 100 miles an hour. But you know what? In the regular season, when people are playing back-to-backs, that's highly successful. Hey, let's be realistic. They are missing Kawhi and Paul George, and people will like use that to defend Russ. If Kawhi and Paul George were there, I don't know that Russ would be doing any of this well, stuff because no, no, you'd it, have to pull him off the court. That's right. He's he a non-shooter. Went, right. So I think when he went to the Lakers, and I've never been a huge fan of his game, I said I liked the move because LeBron and AD were giving you about 60 games. I'm like, he'll give you 26 yeah. a night. He'll give you 38 minutes, and he plays his arse off. He's always been a high volume. He's got the ball a lot. He shoots a lot. There's turnovers. He's just a lot. But I think in this series, they've needed a lot to remain competitive, and he's delivered it. So let's let's spin it forward. What what happens to Russ this offseason? Now, I, let's just say Paul George and Kawhi come back to the Clippers. Are the Clippers bringing Russ back? Because I don't know how well he fits with them. And 
again, you look around the league, like, what do you want? You want to put them on Charlotte and they're going to win like 40 games and lose in the first round? Like, I don't know. He can't be like the third star on our team. You can, and you can make the argument that he has elevated his value over the last three or four games. That somebody will, I mean, he's really had, what's the narrative this morning on Russ? He's been fantastic. Now you can move him. They'll be a taker, believe me. Okay. Uh, Next up, uh, Celtics. Didn't talk about their win yesterday over the Hawks. My guy, Jason Tatum. I have to open by telling people I don't like any Boston teams, but I love Jason Tatum. Tatum and Brown each scored 31 points, uh, and they combined for the team's final 16. Won a nice shootout with the Hawks. Trey Young had a good game. I'm sure you will... Take a jab at him here. Uh, some bad news for the Hawks, though. DeJounta Murray made contact with a ref after the game. I saw that. He seemed very upset. What was he doing? Probably trying to get suspended for, game, uh, for the I, next game. That was like, kid, you can't do that. Yeah, I haven't seen an update here in the last five minutes, but um, either way, they're in trouble in this year. It's just a bad matchup. I was talking with Rick Buecher before, like during the break. I think the Hawks have something. Yeah. This is just a terrible matchup against Boston. Yeah. Well, a lot of teams are a bad matchup because the yeah, Celtics, Celtics take away a lot of your offensive options. I mean, we're seeing what the Knicks are doing to Cleveland. I mean, Boston's a veteran, yeah. veteran, successful playoff series winning defense. Yeah. So Boston discombobulates a lot of people. Now, let's remember, Trey Young went to New York a couple years ago in the playoffs Little and just up. eviscerated the Knicks. Now, they didn't have Brunson, but nevertheless. Final story, Sixers got the sweep without Joel Embiid. He missed game four. Um, something happened in game three. I, I, I posted a video on social media. Somebody strung together all the times that Joel Embiid fell down. Yeah, he in falls that game. a lot. A lot. I mean, is it acting? Is it getting pushed? Are the Nets being that physical? Is he, is he like, breaking down here late in the season? Big guys that fall a lot get hurt a lot. Big tree fall hard. Yeah. Like, Doc Rivers is now saying, <laughs> we don't know if he's going to be ready for the first start of the next round. Not I great. just don't know. Uh, I would say right now, uh, it's probably the same percentage that I said before the game. Uh, probably 50% at best. Not great. So Celtics in four. <laughs> but again, this has always been Embiid's knock. He's a rem- On his best nights, he looks like the best player in the world. But he's hurt a lot. And these seasons are long. Get hurt early, you get hurt late. Like Anthony Davis right now has been remarkable. If I told you he's going to play 20 more games and not get hurt, you going to take that bet? And I mean, I'm not... Lakers need to win tonight. You never know what's going to happen. No, you want to get out of this series as fast as you can. Uh, J-Mac with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Lie News. Um, All right. Fun show today. Jeff Benedict. uh, The book is LeBron. Kind of a crazy media day. We haven't talked about that. Uh, You can go to your social media after our show. A lot of crazy things happening in the media. Should I just give the yeah, one of those just, signals? Just, 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 let somebody I, else cover it, report it, and talk it down about on it. The- yeah, there's a lot of <laughs> Wait, stuff. Let's get back to Aaron Rodgers and the Jets, Cowherd. <laughs> now, to, so Lakers tonight. Lakers tonight. That's my lead tomorrow. Is this a multiple drink night for you watching the Lakers? No. I have to watch it with clear eyes. Total clarity night. I, I had a good Saturday night party with my wife. Wow. No, we had a good time. Nice to hear. Yeah. You know, you have to celebrate life. And I did. Over vodka and ice and rocks. And it was good. (laughs) All right. We'll see you tomorrow. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. 
Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.